welcome to Room 2008. We are live, Room 2008, here in the damn cemetery. That was uh, Lucifer Lance. Or wait, Lucid Lance, sorry. Hello, everyone. And Hello. Okay, I was going to introduce Peter, but Peter introduced... <laughs> he introduces himself. I'm sorry, I didn't know. You can introduce me. We can start over again. Oh, yeah, let's do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Since uh, Lucifer Lance screwed up the introduction on the first one. <laughs> I don't even know where he went. Yeah, where did he oh, go? There, oh, there, there he is. is. Okay, okay. That was a lot of pressure. That was. We got it done, though. So first and foremost, let's show the viewers our goblets. Check. Oh, yeah, the goblet. Oh, yeah. 100% skeleton. 100% dragon. I went with the... Uh... Dragging these nuts across your face. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the micro goblet. <laughs> if you're... If you're listening to this on podcast form, please watch this on our Twitch page, or um, if you have Spotify, watch this. So you can see Peter's micro goblet. <laughs> he ordered a goblet off just of like the real thing, just like the real thing. <laughs> it looks like a little. It looks like a little thimble. Yeah, it's small. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a sound bite. Oh man! Oh man! So what's new, guys? We gotta have viewers for that intro, you know. That's the whole yeah. point. I know. I thought we had people. I thought we had an audience waiting to get in. Is it? I don't think it works that way. If once we go live, then it sends out uh, a yeah. notification. Yeah, it does. But we're still at a big pet zero right now. We're we're two minutes. Big in. zero. We might as well not even do it. <laughs> yeah, y'all just want to go to bed. It's yeah. kind of late. It's a school yeah. night. Let's see here, man. Good to see you guys again. I feel like it's been a minute. It yeah, has yeah. for me. I hate I couldn't make it this weekend. Yeah, you uh, missed yeah. a good show. All, all Cleveland miss. Yeah, heard, heard it sucked. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what are you drinking on? That on, was uh, just Peter. Uh, I've got lights. in my goblet a little four roses to go with my little. That's funny. Peter has four roses on his goblet. That's right. Mm. It's got little roses on it. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, look close. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. I would definitely return that. <laughs> you probably came amazon too you have like a 60 day return policy it's it's not very gangrel is it no no but i am going to get a puffy shirt yeah do that before the uh before the months end you got to wear that on the halloween episode yes i need to get on that put your fangs in so we're going to do this we're going to do this on halloween apparently yeah we're no costume. <laughs> that'd be the worst idea ever i know <laughs> just do it all night in costume. Hey, tell that viewer uh, they need to go back and watch the intro. Viewer, you need to go back and watch the intro. Thanks, Andrew. No oh, can they go back? <laughs> no, they can't. Oh, thank you, Teddy. This is a live stream. They can go back when they watch it later. I was oh, way okay. too shy to tell them. You know, but uh, so yeah, uh, podcast form. Hope you enjoyed that intro. <laughs> All right, we're at one viewer, so let's. Uh, you you want to yeah, wait till we, we get about? We, we restarted that intro so apologize for any live viewers yeah we apologize i know people um, were beating down the door trying to get in wasn't my idea but you know but you messed up so 
You didn't execute. Anybody that's watching or going to be watching, feel free to uh, chat in the the chat. I'm going to go ahead and open that up. Oh, I see a chat. Oh, God. It's already said knock, knock, motherfucker. Hello. We have our our usual remote viewer. Yes. Um, Yes. So, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get this shit out of the way. If you're listening to this in podcast form, please follow us on Twitch. Um, so you can watch us live, interact with us, comment, and uh, make some jokes and everything. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Room2008ENT. What do you think about that, Peter? Nice. I don't believe in Instagram. <laughs> That's a dead-on impression. <laughs> I like I like that pun during Halloween. A dead-on impression. Oh, nice. Oh. Good one, Peter. Oh. All right, I'm going to change my <laughs> Boy. Let's go with something different. Let's go with I'll both laugh, stage I'll name. Too much. El Diablo. Yes, old stage name there. Old Project Uh-oh. Pat knows that. Our remote viewer might have to go to bed soon. Oh my god! Here it goes. Good lord! What time is it? Central time. Nine twenty. Nine twenty-one. Who goes to bed yeah. at nine thirty? Because you know that's what they're talking about. Nobody goes to bed at an odd hour. Like a mm-hmm. nine twenty-two, looking yeah, it's and nobody really goes to bed. They look at their phone for three hours and then fall asleep. Man, <laughs> do we ever really sleep, or are we just always dreaming, bro? So lately, I've been uh, getting into conspiracy <laughs> vibes on YouTube. Have y'all seen that? It's like so now TikTok videos are being like they're moving over to YouTube. Remember how like vines were all over YouTube? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've been, dude. I'm telling you, it's a bottomless pit. Like all these short videos that so many regular people from around the world are making and mm-hmm. i'm telling you it's covering all the juicy stuff like tartaria there's so many videos it's a tiktok like, tiktok yeah they're like a minute long and each one is Man. so interesting some of them are kind of like you know mermaids or whatever but uh they go there's so many different topics ufos you name it it's a mel's hole of conspiracies so now i have to get a Correct. tiktok i, I didn't I, I'm trying to avoid TikTok as long as I can, you know, because of the spying. But uh, yeah, doesn't China like you know watch that every day? I sit around yeah. the couch and just watch us. Yeah. Well, uh, so does the FBI and CIA. That's what I envision. Right, and then, then they were talking mm-hmm. about it on Rogan. Uh, that they, not Rogan, they, not Rogan. Right. Uh, bleep that out. Uh, <laughs> so they were talking about how uh, I lost my train of thought. It, it went away. <laughs> you ran a train? What? <laughs> Something about running a train on Joe Rogan. Uh, that's I don't know how that adds up. Have you met him? Uh, I have not. So oh, what was I about to say? Darn it! Something about China and TikTok. Oh yeah, they they can like access your computer and everything through like you simply agreeing to TikTok. Well, yeah, Geek Squad can do that. Yeah, I'm. I don't trust any of it. Yeah. That's where we are. That's life, you know. But it is it is uh, uh, reaffirming and uh, vindicating as a conspiracy hobbyist to see that everyone is starting to share that hobby. Mm-hmm. And people, a lot of a lot of people seem like they're waking up. Yeah, yeah. Not even and, not not even waking up, just like entertaining the thought. Right, and I think it's been because of the <clears throat> past two years. Room two thousand eight. <clears throat> Uh, sorry, that was probably really loud. Yeah, we can pat ourselves on the back for that one. Yeah, within Waking within the past up. within the past six weeks, we have awoken the world. Mm-hmm. And we're banned. 
and some people are Damn choosing it. to go to sleep. <laughs> so, in that, how ironic, isn't it ironic? We're still one viewer strong, don't you think? <laughs> Hopefully, we get uh, some randos in here like we did the last time. Yeah, that was fun. all you need is a fork and you have a spoon. Yep, yep. So, uh, this will be our first episode of our Halloween series, whatever we call it, Haunted Room 2008, yeah. or uh, our candy corn stories, as Lance calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to try and do this. We may do two this week. It just depends on our schedules, but we're going to at least do, uh, you know, keep it normal, do uh, one every, every have a podcast release every Friday, at least on um, a couple scary topics and stuff like that. So tonight we're doing uh, some stuff about being buried alive and zombies. Those two kind of. Which we take our, whatnot. we take our uh, viewers seriously. Somebody wrote in do buried alive. And uh, so here we are. Yeah, I didn't even think of that as a topic. And uh, the more I started researching it and come and uh, trying to like come up with stuff, there's like there's a shit ton about this, like going way back. Really? Speaking of that, you want to go into it? Yeah, I want to hear about. We this. can now. Well, be- before we hold on, before we go into it, I have been getting complaints on Twitter that Peter is very taphophobic. What is that? I mean, you're scared mm-hmm. of being buried alive. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. So, you want to yeah. take that, yeah. Diablo? Yeah, tephophobia. So uh, I just want to start off this little segment with this uh, quote from the 17th century. A poet wrote, Wisely they leave graves open for the dead, because some too early are brought to bed. And uh, so I was dating back kind of the origins of the Buried Alive, kind of how it started, what happened, where did everybody start talking about it. And there was this uh, story about a uh, lady with the ring which is kind of played out, I think, a little bit because they started, you know, doing stuff off the story. So a lot of people may know about this Lady of the Ring, but basically, uh, the uh, I'm going to go into it. We good? We good? I just want to say, Drew, I love the backdrop, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. I, wish, uh, I wish y'all would have decorated. Very I wanted to mention that before I forget. I think that's awesome. <laughs> well, I did decorate, but you just can't see it because oh, it's yeah, dark. Yep. And yep. Peter's still in, still in the vampire's castle. <laughs> <laughs> so... Emma, Countess Mount Edgecombe, which Peter can relate, uh, is Lady <laughs> with the Ring. And so this is probably the furthest back we can date uh, historical statement on this issue. So Emma married the Earl of Mount Edgecombe in 1761. And so, say, says, hey, <laughs> sorry, say, say your last name one more time. Uh, uh, well, she's, she's uh, Emma. You know, she's uh, Countess Mount Edgecombe. Wait, Edgecombe? What? Edgecombe, yeah, it's it's a place in England. Yeah, so, you know, back in the day, they were all named after where they came from, right? So you had Emma came. was married. <laughs> came in Edgecombe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like... Um, so, yeah, she was married to Earl of Mount Edgecombe in 1761, and legend says she was the victim of a premature burial. <laughs> we're never going to get through this. <laughs> That's sentence one. <laughs> All right. So the story recounts that Emma died. And she was sealed up in a family vault in the Maker Church. However, um, you know, there was a spy that was watching her when she was buried. And she always wore this really valuable ring, which hence the lady with the ring. And she was put to rest in the tomb. And just envision this. The, the thief goes in, opens up the tomb, and then the ring is stuck on her finger, you know. 
pretty swollen finger, right? And she's in there and he can't get it. So he starts, you know, really putting pressure on it or even cutting the finger off. And then she wakes up. Oh my. And then she's like, you know, what's going on? Uh, where am I? You know what? And he freaks out and the story goes that he ran off and has never been heard of again. Um, so let me kind of get to where it was. The corpse suddenly set up and asked where she was. Understandably, he left in a hurry, never to be seen again, leaving the uh, buffled Emma wrapped up in her burial shroud to walk the half mile back to the house in the rain. You can picture like the rain, you know, in the cold, the rain, it's dark, it's windy. She's walking up to the house. The, the husband is raising a, a glass saying, you know, to my wife who's fallen teary eyed and everything. And then she taps on the window. She's tapping oh. on the window and they look out there oh, and there my. she is. Bam. <laughs> she's staring into the window and, uh, and they think she's a ghost at first, but then she actually lives on. She, it actually says, uh, she died more permanently in 1807. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the, um, yeah. So they named the path of her walk, uh, the countess path. And this is actually a path like in the countess of Mount Edgecombe. Um, this is a path they named after her. So that's kind of cool. And so she died in 1807. So that was 1761. That was probably the furthest story that I could find about anybody buried alive. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's a, um, I came across this. Y'all may have heard of this. This is very recent. Um, Walter Williams of Mississippi. Not that y'all live there. Was pronounced, was pronounced dead. On Friday or uh, February 26, twenty fourteen, as CNN reported, the correct paperwork was completed. His body was put into a body bag, and he was taken to a funeral home. When his body was taken to the embalming room, his legs began to move. Then the oh, coroner, my. the coroner, noticed him lightly breathing, and it turns out Williams is actually alive. Oh my! It was, as it turned out, a short-lived reprieve. Reprieve, however you say that. Just over two weeks later, he passed away for real. Or more permanently. <laughs> Love that. There's a lot of counts. I watched a video. Mm-hmm. There's like 10 counts of people that have noted had been buried alive. It came mm-hmm. back. Some of them actually took that on the road. So they yeah. get a casket. They were so famous from it that they took it on the road and did like little acts with it. Uh, not cool. like magic wow. acts, but just like, you know, hey, you're just touring. telling their story. Getting get your 15 minutes. Might as well. Um, that, um, there was a guy back in the 1800s. His name is William Tebb. He wrote a book called uh, Premature Burial and How It May Be Prevented. And he, in 1905, he, uh, he found 219 cases of near live burial, 149 actual live burials, 10 cases of live dissection, and two cases of awakening while being embalmed. Oh my! So this shit goes way back. No wonder everyone's so fucking scared of this. What does it take to be involved? Wow. Like, what what is the process of that, Peter? Because I know you've done it before in the past. <laughs> he looks like somebody who would. I think I think Peter's been involved himself. Look at him. <laughs> That's why he's not showing his eyes. <laughs> They're just real jaundiced. Uh, <laughs> no, I, they're I probably reddered in your background. I don't know. Any- <laughs> I don't know anything about that stuff, man. Oh yeah, play stupid. Okay. I mean, I know they use embalming fluid, and I think they have to. Don't they have to take all the blood out of the body and replace it with that? Isn't that right? I don't know. Uh, I think well, so. I yeah. Know. 
be a hell of a process. Like, like, uh, I guess, I don't know, like skinning a deer or something, I guess. Peter, would you be willing to embalm somebody live on room 2008 ENT? <laughs> <laughs> we'll hide the cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> These are jokes, Google. Live uh, embalming and, and dissection. And we're banned. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, if anybody is interested in that, the book, like I said, is called Premature Burial. Uh, from what I've found, it's kind of hard to find online. You can kind of you can find copies of it, but some of them may be missing pages or because uh, I, I don't think a lot of copies were of the original were made. So there's a lot of stuff missing, apparently. So um, but he was a he was also an author of a variety of anti-vaccination books back in. Uh, the late 1800s so oh wow mm-hmm. yeah doesn't sound like a very nice guy i know <laughs> I mean, he's probably Dude. quite pleasant <laughs> so there were uh many types uh, of ways to protect the alive from being buried buried a <laughs> uh, couple of them which our viewer brought up in our last episode actually saved by the bell which is a 19th century uh little diagram um Drew, do you have those? Oh, do I diagrams? Have them? Do I have them? Look at that. So there's about three that are, that we came across. There's probably more out there. Oh, uh, wow, they look had at this. So basically, what had happened is you started having these stories in the Victorian era, the late, I guess, what the 18th century, right? And people got just fixated with it, and there's a phobia. I don't personally have that phobia. Do y'all? I would be pretty scared of being buried alive. I mean, nobody would want that, but do you? think about it all the time uh, yeah i don't feel i don't feel like it's gonna happen but i used to be very claustrophobic but then uh you know traveling with bands and stuff you know i, w- I would sleep on the floor of the you know between the van seats because there mm-hmm. wouldn't be anywhere else to sleep and it was a tight squeeze i tell you and uh <laughs> there's I, a sound I, clip I, <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i i kind of got used to it again so i kind of overcame my uh, fear yeah a tephobia. That's but pretty did, cool. Did you edgecomb? <laughs> Earl of Edgecomb. Yeah, that should be that should be your name on the stream, Peter. Lord Edgecomb. We should visit there one day. We should. We should and just make a bunch of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> just a, just laugh in the family's face. We could all pass the Countess Mount Edgecomb. What is the 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 Countess Pass? We could all do that together as a family. Look, there's Edgecomb Castle. <laughs> um all right so we had that diagram that was actually what is that the bill is that saved by the bill uh yes this might had a little um, lever in there that could pull actually hold on let me let me scroll because there's there's a lot yeah that's saved by the bill which was a, a story diagram yeah, there's, there's of you'd have the grave watchers is what you'd call them and uh, I'm sure there's another name for them. And they would sit out at night. That's why you had people watching the graves, obviously from theft. Because a big reason why you had a lot of these stories that came up were for thieves that would go into the caskets to steal the jewelry and wake the living dead up because of the pain, like cutting off their finger and stuff, and they'd wake up. Uh, yeah, so you'd have these uh, graveyard watchers, and then they put little bells on there so they could hear. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We lost them. We lost the feed. Oh, oh. oh no! Oh. Well, um, I'll I'll let him pick up when he comes back in. But basically, we're going over some of these patented uh, casket patents, I guess. Wow, they were really worried about this stuff. Back yeah, then. yeah, they they 
I mean, they have literal figures of uh, of how this was to be built and created. Am I um, on? Yeah, yeah, you're back. I'm back. I yeah, didn't know I was cut off. Yeah. Somebody cut weird. me off, you sons of bitches. It wasn't was... me. It was you. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so all I was saying is there are other types. Like, for instance, burial vaults were big in the late 19th century. Along with Saved by the Bell, everybody in the 19th century, like 1880s. Well, ex- explain explain what Saved by the Bell means. So Saved by the Bell was, and I did, and I didn't realize I was cut off. I was going you, through you, this whole you, thing. You may, you may have, it was moving very fast. So um, Saved by the Bell was, they had these grave watchers for theft. And also, too, when the craze came down in 1880s, the late 19th century, um, they had s- these grave watchers people that were hired to sit by the graves and, and watch over them, make sure theft didn't happen. But also too, to hear for bells that would ring in the night for anybody that was buried alive, that have little levers that they could pull would ring a little bell and the, and the grave watcher would actually be there to recover them. As seen in this diagram for those listening on the podcast. I don't know of any record of how many times that actually worked, but uh, there are also grave vaults, burial vaults that were created in the late 19th century. I sent that to you, Drew. Um, there was a, um, a door shaft to the tombs shaft. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> and, uh, they would put it in these brick walls. And if you were alive, you could actually open like a submarine door. You could open the tomb and crawl out. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, so that's how serious this was. And it mm-hmm. came from, not only stories about it, but, um, you know, obviously like sometimes it really happened, you know, they would, they would, people would literally be buried alive. Are there any crazy stories of that happening in recent times? Like somebody was straight up buried and they were not dead. Yes. In the modern era. Yes. Nice segue. Yes. There were, uh, I saw a video on at least 10 people that were, um, noted, factually buried alive not like a magic trick and but like we're buried alive and came back and some of them like we were saying before uh, took it on the road uh yeah. their story was so known that they went around in coffins and would reenact their thing and make a big thing out of it especially one guy hit a brick wall with a bike and he was so dismantled that they just assumed he was dead the family couldn't even see him because he was so bad off wow. put him in a grave put him down and uh he actually um oh my gosh i brought it up i should know the whole story but uh he managed to get out somehow and he had a full recovery oh no the insurance company said we don't believe you oh wow i want to they wanted to make sure there was a body in the casket and they brought him back up wow and he was alive and he fully recovered and lived another 60 years oh my god and he took it on the road that was the guy I was talking about. He, that was his uh, fame. He, he only lived for six more years. No, sixty. Sixty. What? Yeah. He was a, a young, young guy on a bike, motorcycle. You know, hit a brick wall and. Uh, wow. So there, there are a lot of accounts of that, but, mm-hmm. um, back in the day, there weren't so many ways of making it known. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. so they needed, like they needed some string and a, and a bell, right? They needed a way to like, and then a story came about, and then they're like, "Well, it's a story." Well, they didn't have, you know, pictures and video back then. You know, I mean, or did they? 
probably not. Oh, I thought Maybe. you were gonna play a soundbite. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would have been a good spot. And uh, last thing I want to mention about it, which I thought was kind of cool, the waiting mortuaries in Germany, eighteen eighties. It was so known that Munich, you know, so known about the buried alive situations that Munich had several such establishments. Munich, where corpses of the newly departed were laid out until uh, putrefaction set in. That's a new mm-hmm. word for me. Uh, they were displayed in zinc trays filled with antiseptic and, and decorative scented flowers and could be visited by relatives keen to ensure that the dearly departed really were dead before they were interred. Interred, I guess I should say. Um, which sounds a lot like what we do now. Oh, know? yeah. Like, you have the casket. It's open. Everybody can see. You have the flowers. Um, I don't know how much of that we actually use to our tradition today, but that's pretty cool. Of course, um, you know, they even had, like it said, they had, like, luxury sections for the exclusive use of the wealthy departed. So, <laughs> so like, special <laughs> areas and rooms. Extra uh, cushion on the inside. Maybe, like, an even, like, little band that would play. No, I'm making that up. But still, um, <laughs> have, like, a comedian stand up and, like, roast the dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh, if I go, I want somebody to roast me at my funeral. Yeah, you but, do. Uh, <laughs> you mean like smoke your ashes? No, <laughs> no, Peter. It's not what I Peter. said. <laughs> Dude, your your ashes are going to end up in little in Peter's little micro goblet. <laughs> Smoked and recycled. So, but I thought that was uh, cool because you know that sounds a lot like what we do today. So yeah. the comment on the whole casket thing, uh, I don't want to do that. I think if I if I ever find out that like oh I got like you know a. Uh, terminal illness or something i'm just gonna walk into the woods and let the worms take me you know what i mean like i don't want Ooh, we should go into the zombies it's right <laughs> oh, I, yeah. the parasites and, uh, right so uh i don't think it's natural to be buried in a box if you really break it down you know well originally the no box was to put you in right. and they would move you in the box and they would put you above a hole and then they would open the box with a lever and you'd fall into the hole because people oh, wow. didn't want to see, you know, they didn't want, they had to box you to move you. So originally people weren't putting boxes to go into the ground. They were putting boxes to move and then they would put you above the the hole and then drop you into the hole from the box. Oh, wow. So, so it Peter, just kind of evolved into the box going on the ground. I think. So, so Peter, you don't want to be in a box when you, when, when your time comes, you just want to go just your, your body. Would you be dropped down Mel's hole? You know what? Sure. I would. Okay. Yep. I would too. Why not? I found this one really interesting right here. Um, this one's not a bell, but it's um, this device has both a means for indicating movement as well as a way of getting fresh air into the coffin. Oh, yeah. The disclosure oh, wow. states that it will be seen that if the person buried should come to life, a motion of his hands will turn the branches of the T-shaped pipe B upon near which his hands are placed. And then that'll let air in, and then people will be able to see it moved as well. So, I mean, there's like, they, they came up with several different ways, um, you know, for someone to let people know that they are they got buried alive. That's still, it's still insane to think about. Yeah. What, uh, what movie portrayed a famous scene of being buried in a casket and getting out? 
Oh, I know what it was. It was uh, was it Kill Bill? Yeah, it was Kill Bill. Yeah, uh, this maybe the second one. Does anyone I have know no what idea. I'm talking about? No idea. There was quite a few back in the day, nineteen hundreds. She does like this uh, karate move where she puts her hand up against the the ceiling of it, and then she starts like doing this this like karate move, and she breaks her way out of it. I can but do I, that. I remember it being like I I felt the claustrophobia of it. Man, that'd be so uncomfortable. Try to get any other examples. Peter, would you be willing to try that live on Room 2008 ENT with the GoPro in the casket, and let's see how long it takes for you to get out? <laughs> Kill Bill 2. Or how, or how long I can hack it. Like, I have to say, yeah. like, a safe word or something. Or whack it. Um, let's see. <laughs> well, people can't see. Damn it! Nobody can see. All that energy, you run out of air. <laughs> if the coffin is a rocket, don't come and knock it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I just think I saw your skeleton move true behind you it like did his finger like uh like bigfoot what are you, you know talking about <laughs> do i see do i see furry breasts no. <laughs> there's a sound clip hey let's not knock that that was that was pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm back on bigfoot now I, I believe i'm a believer again <laughs> let's I'm, go I'm ahead a, and talk about that <laughs> so anyway antarctica oh yeah, yeah. We already talked about Mel's Hole and Arctic. We're going to go through all the podcasts that we do every episode, just like every time. Touch what, on them. What about Zombie Bigfoot? See, Ooh. oh, <laughs> dude, let's so so the buried alive thing. I don't have a phobia of that, so it's it's not to me. But I imagine some viewers, listeners, um, I can imagine that's like a a really scary thought to them. One thing I always get scared of drowning. But, drowning would be mine, yeah. which is pretty pretty close. Yeah. Well, let's put you in a box. I would go in a box before I'd go in a pool. Oh yeah, drowning. That's way worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm always like freaked out by is like if I'm watching a movie or or something, and like they're in a the morgue or something, the body always rising up. How about that video of uh, mm-hmm. what's that celebrity that just happened? I don't know. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. This is some. This is something uh, neat to talk about. Uh, it might be buried it, alive. It, it might even be part of another episode, but it, it kind of, sort of connects to like a really dark topic. But what was her name? Uh, was it Anne Hache? Help us out, viewer. I know you know. Um, Drew, oh my gosh. Drew, Google that, would you? Such a recent. What, what recent is it event. now? Uh, was it Anne Hache that was in a car accident? And apparently there was a video of them taking her away from in, in a body bag. And then yeah. she's like ripping out of the body bag. Yeah. Like, is, what is that? Is it real? And according, like- according to some research done about Buried Alive, that's actually, that happens very often. Uh, a lot of instances where people were coming out of the bags or coming out of uh, whatever closed in space that they had them in before they were buried. So they weren't technically buried, but still the same concept. They thought they were dead, packed them up. Wow. And Hesh. Holy Stick shit. I'm, I'm watching the video on YouTube. That's right, crazy. Bring it up, bring it up for our viewers. I don't, well, every, every, time I, every time I do this, it, it messes up. So it's I'll okay. Try. We're willing to take our risk. All right. If it kicks we, Peter off, who cares? We, uh, we can't really cover the, all of the angles of the mystery behind this. Now this but, could be more of a more of a. There's something more sinister going on. With this yeah, case, I believe. Yeah. All right, already, already. 
Yeah, we've been ready. There you go. There she is. Probably look. They they take oh, her and oh put my, her right. Oh my god, that and is she was, insane. And oh I believe, god. correct me is if I'm real? wrong, but is that real footage? She yeah. was pronounced like dead shortly after. Oh my god, she's like the fucking Undertaker ripping out of the body bag, dude. <laughs> That's another conspiracy episode dude. we should do on just the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Look, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but. There's Can't something... wait till race, uh, WrestleMania. We'll go over it. <laughs> there's more. There's more going on with that situation, and uh, uh, I think it's connected to some other bizarre celebrity stories, namely, you know, people getting accidentally shot on sets. But that's as far as we'll go with that. And we're banned. Yeah, damn it. She didn't look burned from the back. So um, they never do. Who else wants to speak about buried alive? I got uh, yeah, I got some more stuff. Okay, yeah, let's. I'm gonna hear about it. So, um, if you're interested in this, there was a German doctor back from the 1600s and 1700s. His name was George Stahl, and his primary focus was um, trying to figure out differences between the living and non-living. What um, what caused the body to um, deteriorate and basically rot stuff like that uh so one interesting thing that he came up with or or one of his his main focuses was the animus which was the soul and that that is what kept a living person alive okay and his theory was when somebody died the soul would leave the body therefore the body would deteriorate rot blood would you know coagulate and go away and everything and and all that so um let me find it real quick i had a thing on him real quick let's see where'd he go yeah i'm i'm inclined to well i think of the soul kind of differently Mm -hmm. than i used to now but uh i think there might be something to that so yeah that's back then when they did exhume bodies and stuff like that um if there was any anything left you know if the heart was still there if there was still blood uh, when they exhumed the body, that's when they would assume the person was still alive. Okay. And they could have been dead for, you know, a few months. You know, it could have been a cold winter. The body was preserved by the cold. The heart was still basically intact. There was still blood. There were still body fluids, stuff like that. Um, and that means the soul was still in the body. Therefore, still alive. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into that with zombies, too. Yeah, so yeah, this buried alive and all that really that they all they all go together. Yeah, it's good tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, look up George Stahl, born October, ooh, October sixteen fifty nine, died May seventeen thirty four. Oh, nice, nice soundbite there. Good timing. October <laughs> <laughs> so st- what? <laughs> so this stuff has been going on for literally four or five hundred years people you know having to deal with this shit wow so (laughs) and it probably happened a lot more in the past nobody would know yeah because back back then it was it was a guessing game if you were dead or not you know right for the most part all the tools that we have now to detect uh you know activity in the brain and stuff like that Mm -hmm. let's see that would have had to suck to live back then 
and get buried alive. And then M.M. M.M. Hartley, tell us more about your story in the comments. We'll post it. If they say you are buried alive, don't they say like you got to like slow down your breathing? Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. I just don't you physically. It was epilepsy, was a big thing too. People would go out for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Wow. And they didn't know anything about it. And uh, then they came up with the three day rule. The Germans did. Um, everybody had their own. There's, there's not, which is weird. There's not a specific rule on when somebody's dead in the world. Maybe there is now, but there wasn't then. So everybody had their own thought of when is somebody dead. Right. So you had a lot of that going on in a lot of countries that didn't understand modern medicine, etc. Right, right. And then they were like doing uh what was the procedure bleeding where they would they would bleed you to just get rid drain of the you. Yeah, oh, to yeah, the toxins in your body, they would just like cut you and then you would mm-hmm. just bleed a lot and they thought that would help. Yeah. It, it did not. It did not help. So in a way these thieves actually saved a lot of people. Yeah, let's um, let's give a round of applause for the uh, for the thieves. Yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) They came up with heroes. Legend is they didn't ever show their face again. uh, You know who could believe that? So So. Peter, yes, you're a fan of Three Six Mafia, right? I am. I am. (laughs) They have a song. They have a song about being uh, buried alive. Oh, what a classic! Oh, it's so good. Never uh, heard it, but what a classic! It was it was Scarecrow. It was. Oh, is any man. is it is anyone out there? Is the yeah. song title? Everybody, anybody, everybody should go listen to that. that everybody is, wants to listen to that. It's so dark. It's like it's like a Stephen King novel. It really is. In a rap song. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, scary beat. Yeah, scary it's, story. It's real messed up. It's about like all kinds of dark topics wrapped up into one. Mm-hmm. But it is about being buried alive. Good. I I yep. didn't even think about that. I, I just thought I just I just thought of it right now. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that was, those were the days when we were driving around listening to that stuff. I know. And I was carefully listening and uh, and be like, "Wow, this is really messed up stuff." Exhume the lyrics. Speaking right? of Three Six Mafia and all that goriness, <laughs> uh, not to get it too gory or dramatic with it, but uh, there was a doctor or scientist who wanted to prove that after decapitation, you could still feel. I kind of feel like uh, there's a moment there where you're, I don't think you feel, but you're aware, right? Yeah, it's like 20 seconds or something before you fade out or, or something like that. If, I, I, that could be if wrong. that long. Yeah. It's like, like that piano wire, though, like like uh, Final Destination stuff, you know, it's like just yeah. whoosh, and it's like so it, quick. It would have to be like an instantaneous guillotine type uh, cut, you know, where yeah. it's, or it's just instant. And there's like there's like a little your consciousness begins to fade, uh, you know, as disturbing as it is, but uh, that's you know you have like a few seconds or something like that. Yeah, find some vo- uh, footage there, Drew. For yeah, let me, uh, <laughs> let me let's uh, move, let's let me go on the, the zombies before we get kicked we, off this thing. Let me go on the dark web real quick. <laughs> I had one more story. Oh, y'all remember Rotten? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. God. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, I couldn't yes. watch that. I can't watch that stuff. Right. I remember back in high school that became like the topic and uh nobody was watching porn. They were looking at rotten. Yeah. And uh how bizarre. It better off I, porn. I don't I don't I don't know about you, but okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> all right. Peter's like same effect. Yeah. <laughs> Creep. I haven't thought no, about this. 
Oh man, that's old man. I haven't thought about that in years. Oh, I just, I just, I just thought about it. It's not on my my bookmark or anything. You know what? <laughs> I can't. I can. Uh, so I like to get on Reddit uh, nightly before I sleep and watch uh, uh, public freakouts. And you know, it's like people fighting and yelling at each other in public and stuff. But every nation now, or whatever it is. Right. Every now and then I'll see uh I'll see like a video that's it, that's marked not safe for work and the image is blurred out. And nine times ta- nine times out of ten, if it's something that involves death, I can't watch it. I just can't. Yeah, I don't like, like it's mm. it's so weird that like, you know, it's you know, we're cool. gonna talk about we're gonna talk about zombies and how like how huge like zombies have gotten in modern culture. It's like I can watch all that stuff because I know it is real. But if if I like cut myself uh, real bad, you know, it's it's like it's a big deal. Nope, can't do broken bones and death. I don't even appreciate that. I don't, it, there's there's no a entertainment watching that. There's a lot of gore stuff on Twitter. If y'all are interested, even football breaks. Ooh, I can't watch it. I can watch it all day. Or, and they uh, would replay it like the Super Bowl happens, and there's a broken. They would replay that thing over. Like everybody wants to see the broken bone. It's like when you tore your meniscus playing ping pong. Like I can envision shredded, it. shredded. I can I can envision it. Any. It replays in my head every night. Here's oh, my meniscus, oh. and here's what it looked like after. Oh my god! There was just like a pop, just a. And I broke my femur. Oh my! Playing ping pong. Uh, well, South Panola football. Oh, uh, South Panola, Mississippi. Yeah. No. So let's uh, let's talk about zombies. We're on this uh, talk of of. I had one of, more story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear it. I don't know why you're trying to rush through this. We're not talking about Bigfoot. <laughs> I got a lot about... I'm really excited about zombies. Bigfoot, so... Huh? <laughs> so, I don't know if y'all know this, but Robert E. Lee, the Confederate General. Never heard of him. <laughs> and we're banned. Oh, no. <laughs> um, his mother was actually buried alive and what? came back to life. I found this out when I was doing some research over the past couple of days. So, um, her name was Annie and she was pronounced dead and, uh, she was buried three days later in a crypt. Sometime after the funeral, the caretaker of the property was nearby and he heard sounds coming from inside of the crypt, opened the crypt and guess what? She was alive. Wow. It was, um, it was determined that her breathing had been so shallow that she had appeared to be deceased by the doctors. Um, and then after, you know, after she was found in the crypt alive, she recovered and uh, seven or nine months, seven to eight, nine months later, uh, General General Lee was born. Um, so, yeah, man, wow. if, had she not been found, like imagine the uh, effect that would have had on the country. Right. You know, so that's just an interesting story. I had no, I never even heard that before about neither, that. Neither have I. That's crazy. Sounds like a, a Goosebumps episode. That's a nice little history nugget there. A little forgotten yeah, history pretty nugget. Pretty cool. Pretty cool there. Nice. Um, yeah, dude, you can make like a freaking like good TV episode out of that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if I have anything else on that. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. I mean... If you just Google, if you Google stuff like that, I mean, all this stuff's going to come up. I mean, they used to use premature burial as, as punishment in some places, you oh, know? Wow. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, that's probably the most interesting one I've come across the past few days is, uh, is Robert E. Lee's mom, that, that story. 
a little um, history nugget there for everyone. You know, just just the fact that it happened, and then like the you know had had the caretaker not been around at that exact moment to hear hear the noises, like how different the country may be right now. You know, wow, those caretakers really went through some shit. We had they hear a knock, and you're like, oh my god, I'm the only one out here in a graveyard. Would <laughs> Peter? Oh would you my. be Peter? Would you be willing to watch a graveyard live on Room Two Thousand Eight? Oh well, I am coming up with this idea. Uh, oh, where... coming! <laughs> it's just I'm, in edge start, I'm starting my own graveyard in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a gym down there. <laughs> I've got two already. <laughs> no, I was thinking. So uh, I have a couple of friends who are interested uh, in filming this or helping me film it, where we go into a place that is haunted. And I used to do this a lot uh, when I was younger uh, and, and in college and stuff. But uh, we would go to a place that we knew was haunted because uh, we had had some experiences there before. And we would just sit in the dark and listen. And we would hear the craziest stuff in a place where nobody else was at, right? So I kind of want to film some stuff like that. And then we could, you know, air it on the on the podcast maybe or or at least link to it. We talked yeah. about that. Uh, we're going to do an episode on that, Yazoo County. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're going to do a witch's uh, grave. Yeah, a couple episodes on that, and maybe even trek down there, mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah, we got to go see the site because uh, I mean, it's, with the it's proper like a invite, of course. Thing. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the the grave is surrounded by a chain, and the chain is broken because she came back from the dead or whatever. A zombie and a witch. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Good segue into zombies. Right. Now go into it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, that is our episode of Room 2008 Gotta, for this week. For all the zombophilias out there. Or how would you pronounce it? Zombophiles. Oh, yeah. There's so many so many terms for stuff. I didn't know there was a... Uh, well, I knew there was a name, but I, I didn't know it was zombophiles files or whatever it is would that be a necrophobe uh it's just that's, that's zombie fans necrophobe you'd be scared of them i am well, scared of them okay yes zombophiles is I'm uh, such a necrophobe you almost messed up i did <laughs> <laughs> zombophilias <laughs> and again peter that's why he can't go out on halloween this year <laughs> Yes, put up a sign out there. No children allowed. <laughs> All right. So and uh, we're banned. <laughs> no candy here. When we catch a break, just peppermints. <laughs> How do you like that goblet, Elbond? Tastes like stainless steel. Nice. Yep, it's doing good. On my uh, thanks to our sponsors, Four Roses, tonight are really doing us well. If you ain't taste the roses, you ain't taste heaven. I stir a little thing, you know. So, um, hold on. Before we start with zombies, we have a uh, important question that y'all need to answer. Okay. Is this a sponsor? What's your favorite zombie movie from the chat? Okay. All right. I'm on top of this. Oh, George Romero's Day of the Dead. Bam. There it is. That's the best one. That's the best one. Because it's got two of the most iconic zombies in it. Uh, one was played by a guy named, uh, what was his name? Something, Howard Sherman. 
he played the famous character Bub in the movie, who was a zombie that the scientists were trying the scientists was trying to domesticate. Uh, they were working in an underground military base, and so there was like soldiers there protecting the scientists, and they didn't get along at all. And then eventually, the whole place floods with zombies, and it's like a gore fest. It's it's such a it's such a creative uh, uh, movie. And all the effects in it, uh, done by Tom Savini, outstanding. Of course, he did a lot of the great zombie stuff, and I think he even worked into The Walking Dead. He's he's still mm-hmm. alive. Uh, but or I is think, he? I think that's the best one because it went from it went from uh, nineteen was it seventy eight uh, or maybe earlier uh, Dawn of the Dead, where they went to a mall. That movie's classic. It's classic. Oh wait, that wasn't the first one. Night of the Living Dead was the first one. That one was in black and white, and. It's a good movie. It's a little dated. You know, it's like a black and white movie, and the zombies kind of just look like stiff people walking around, you know? There's not really a lot of gore in it. What, but, what, uh, do, they, what, what do they look like? Oh, my God. <laughs> Show us an example. We can't really imagine it, Peter. Uh, <laughs> y'all, the, like, the second movie, though, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, is probably the second best zombie movie ever. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. There's so many... Uh, great head explosions in that one like it looks real and uh of course it was done in the 70s but then when the 80s came around that's when ramiro returned and did the third installment and it was day of the dead that movie is so messed up i saw it when i was real little scarby for life uh i highly recommend it it's it's kind of hard to watch it's kind of a torture film because everyone in the movie is like a raging asshole and they're they're just always fighting and yelling the whole movie is yelling but uh, what well, what actually happened on the set? They actually filmed it in a salt mine, and when you when you, apparently when you stay down in a salt mine for a long time, you get like like sick. So they were all miserable the entire time. So when they were like yelling at each other, a lot of people you know uh, shit on the movie saying it's overacting. But no, they were like all like really strung out. They hated each other. It was it was crazy. But it reflects <laughs> in the movie, right? Did I make a joke? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody, somebody accidentally hit the button. Yeah, that was that me. was Sorry. all a joke. What about Twenty Eight Days Later? Oh, that's a great one. Of course, those are the running zombies. We really got a couple of categories of zombies here. I'm going to agree with the remote viewer and say Night of the Living Dead, the yeah. original, the original one from the '60s. Yeah, it started everything. It was a, it was a groundbreaker. It brought it back. Yep. Brought and, back from the and, dead, and we wouldn't have you know dawn of the not dawn of the dead, uh, land, uh, not land of the dead. Uh, I thought I thought you were about to say lance of the dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, was it oh, the Walking Dead? Yeah, we wouldn't have that if none of that happened. Uh, so George Romero had a big impact. You can't really go wrong with choosing any of those. It's just that day is my personal favorite because it's right. got so many great lines in it. And uh, the gore in it is so over the top. You won't even, it'll make you sick. Surely, what about you, Elbon? Uh, well, I was thinking 28 days later. I watched it. It's been years. But that one stuck with me a little bit, but I can't remember a lot of the movie. You know, it's like one of those, you remember it being really good, but I halfway forgot it was zombies. Oh, I've heard of The Horde. According to the chat, I've heard of that. Have I seen that? I can't remember. Uh, uh, A lot of Zombo files in here. Right. (laughs) No, uh, 28 Days Later is great. Do y'all remember the scene where, so if they bit you or 
their blood got mixed with your blood, it would take like 30 seconds for you to turn, right? Resident Evil. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The games are uh, the games will get, yeah. The best. I remember the, the games more than I remember 28 days later. Oh, dude, I'm a I'm one of the biggest Resident Silent Evil Hill. fans you'll ever meet. I grew up playing that. I love it to this day. Not any of the new Silent ones. Silent Hill was zombies too, right? No, Silent Hill was more of a uh, cult cultish. Yeah, it was like it bending reality. Like hell was taking over reality, and oh, there okay. would be there would be like undead like things here and there, but it was almost like just misshapen demons. Resident Evil was the zombie demon. Uh, game just to time, just, just just to clarify there's no d on the end of demon, <laughs> demon. the pins oh, no. <laughs> no peter was... peter what's what's your favorite resident evil game uh easily uh but i am gonna have a runner-up easily resident evil 2 the Wayne, one that came yours? the one that came out in 1998 wait what what's the question your favorite resident evil video game uh i don't know which one i used to play it okay. could have been the first All right, so what was the main character? Was he a cop? I'm going with no. Ford. It was a girl. Uh, I think a Tomb Raider. <laughs> was it on play? Was it on PlayStation? No, it was. Um, you know, I played one recent. Well, I say recently, uh, five years ago, on virtual, like the uh, VR. That was Resident Evil Four. Yeah, dude, that was yeah. creepy. That's love, a, that's that's a good game. I like mm-hmm. Four. Yeah, that that one that one was a, a a different turn from the Resident Evil of old. Those old tank style controls, where you have to turn your character by literally pressing right or left, and uh, uh, th- to me those were the best because that's how I kind of got into. Uh, to me, that was next level gaming at the time because we grew up with like a Sega Genesis and a uh, well, we did have a Nintendo sixty four around that time too. So. PlayStation and, and uh, N64 came into the equation and it kind of changed everything. But I was particularly interested in the Resident Evil games. I got lost in that stuff, man. Is that uh, Resident Evil 7? The virtual? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, that's the one that's uh, first person. Oh, I guess they do have that on VR now, don't they? I need to try that one. It's like you oh. turn your head and there's a zombie walking towards you right, trying to bite your neck. It's always like vampires like going for you. Eat your brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's right they like to they like to eat brain they like to give good brain <laughs> <laughs> is that mothman <laughs> they like to eat a good brain nothing wrong with that you know uh, so well, uh speaking well, of zombies let's get into where they came from and then uh y'all have some stories firsthand stories to tell i'm sure Peter does. zombies, especially in that basement you're in. <laughs> and your backyard. You probably got one sitting in your bed right now. <laughs> I control you. You do what I want. <laughs> you eat my brain. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> and we're banned. All right, so let me get into this a little bit, and then I'll let y'all take over, if that's okay. So, um, there's a difference between all right so just to get started on zombies it comes from voodoo and there's two different types of voodoo there's one voodoo that we're going to go over in different episodes of v-o-o-d-o-o which is voodoo and then there's another one that's voodoo which is v-o-d-o-u so haitian voodoo is where this whole um thing came from of the zombies so west african spiritual practices created the voodoo religion 
is now known, you know, where Haiti is due to the mix of slaves, the backgrounds brought over from the French in the 17th century. Um, so voodoo derives from West Africa as well, but it's mainly the practices that started in Haiti. And Haiti is the big thing here. So it's Haitian voodoo, V-O-D-O-U. And um, so kind of in a nutshell, here's the practice beside, behind the voodoo in the whole zombie thing. Uh, the T-Bon Aj is the um, personality of the dead, able to control spirits named the Loas and control memory, authority, and consciousness. So they had spirits in the, in the, in the T-Bon Aj. And then they had the Groban Aj, which is separate. And this is kind of crazy, but this is the religion, right? So I'm talking specifics here. Uh, it controls the motor functions of the body. So the big thing to get from uh the whole um voodoo with the the zombies is that people could steal the motor function aspects of it and of a, they were of a corpse of a corpse so okay. uh, yeah they were called the bokors oh, so yes. it, so haitian voodoo has bokors bokors is known they're the people that uh use it for malicious reasons you know and uh, so the religion believes that death takes time before the soul can actually pass over. And that's where things get tricky with the, the Bokors. The Bokors would basically steal the Taibanage, which is, or, I'm sorry, the Grobanage, which is the body functions, put it in a jar, and then they could control the, they could be the master of the zombie. Basically. Interesting. Yeah. So um, they were spiritual leaders that you know they would trap the uh the type banage and the, uh, the grow banage in a bottle and uh they could control the motor skills and so this became known for what we know as zombies when the u.s military took over haiti in 1915 and they occupied haiti and that's where all the like the living dead stories came from they would go over like our military our uh, marines and stuff you know we'd go over there for a little bit and come back and they'd have like stories of the living dead and um one famous story which really kind of set it off was in 1929 william seabrook's magic island he talked about men working with expressionist like expression lists i'm sorry like dark-eyed just motions they were just working in the field, you know, and, and doing different stuff because it's all about the slave trade. And they just said they just seemed all dead. Like, they didn't talk. They had, you know, just dark eyes. They didn't even notice anything. They were just doing their thing. And he was like, it resembles a corpse, right? They're all beat up, lesions everywhere. You know, you can imagine, right? So, and here's where things got really interesting. Um, zombie powder. You ever heard of it? I think I read a little bit of something about this. I think I snorted it one time. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, man. I was controlled by the devil. So, uh, so he came back 1929, wrote a book, got some interest in that talking about where, where pe people were resembling corpse down there. And they had this voodoo, uh, really negative, dark religion and, and Haitian beliefs. Right. So Haitian voodoo, came even more popular in 1980 when the book serpent and the rainbow 
claimed that Haitians could create a real zombie by using uh, tetrotoxin. Tetro, I'm sorry, tetrodotoxin. I gotta like pronounce it out. Tetrodotoxin. Mm. You ever heard of it? No. What is that? So it's a powder that they got from a substance in the Haitian pufferfish. Oh yeah, and it's okay. a psychoactive substance that they supposedly can create from Haitian pufferfish to create a zombie-like state. And um, I thought that was pretty interesting. So that's it's kind of like the time frame, but it's all about the Haitian belief and the negativity that comes with that the the negative use of voodoo. But with Haitian, right. it's it's separate than the video that we know. So that's where kind of the zombies became prevalent in our society. It's from the stories from the Haitian beliefs and, and the and the way that they did um, their voodoo down there to create mm-hmm. zombies. And that eventually made it to George Romero. Yep. I was going to... Um, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so... Um, you know, all this came from West Africa with the slaves, you know, but the movies that came out, you always had a white man portrayed as like the zombie. And so that's where it came out to be. But it's really a, uh, it's really a, um, an African belief religion, you know, it's, right. it's, it's that kind of uh, deal. It's a little appropriation there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking speaking of that, let me go back to this. Even further back than that, the ancient Greeks apparently feared zombies so much they weighed down the dead. Anybody ever come across this? Oh no, that's no. creepy. So God damn it, where'd it go? There it is. <laughs> he <right>. just found <laughs> it. <laughs> so the ancient Greeks on the island of Sicily had a fear so dire that they weighed bodies down with rocks and in four pieces to keep them from rising from their graves to haunt the living. They must have had a lot of buried alive victims, and they were just like, nope, nope, not happening. (laughs) So, yeah, in in an ancient town um, on on the island of Sicily, they've exhumed 2,905 bodies and excavated burial goods. In the necropolis, Researchers found grave goods, including coins, figurines, and terracotta vases. They also found bodies weighed down at the head, feet, and torso with large stones and amphorae, apparently to keep them in their place, which they, called the, which they called the land of the dead, a.k.a. Hades. That's, that's creepy as shit, man. They would it put is. them in the water? No, they would just bury them, but they would put stones on their head, torso, and legs to keep them, keep like them down. Like in the ground? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. I could picture but, um, that like, you know, in a river or something, you know, like bury the dead in the river, throw rocks with them and yeah. bury them that way or something. But who would throw living dead in the, or living dead? Mm-hmm. Who would throw the dead in the river where you're getting drinking water, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. That's not sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they didn't wash their hands back then. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at this. That's pretty cool. Like- where were uh, a bunch of older structures? Apparently, like everybody was like, "Where's all the bathrooms in this place?" So, like, where did everybody go? Where did everybody go? Boom, boom. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had chamber pots. I think that's what I think that's what they had. So you can just you just you just shit in a pot and then throw it out. 
And that's where the term you don't have a pot to piss in came from. Uh-huh. Ah. 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 Oh. oh. Another little, little history nugget there for everyone. What were they saying? <laughs> I accidentally they were saying, Drew, Drew, Drew. Those people have tiki torches? What was that? <laughs> and um, we're banned. Oh, God. I did it again. <laughs> Peter's supposed to be taking a shot every time he says something that's going to get us banned. So. Oh, yeah. I have I have a beer. <laughs> Somebody left a beer in my fridge. I got a beer. Is that Hank? Is that Bud Light? Probably. Yeah, it's a Bud Light. It's really just... Smart drinking our other sponsor, dude. Dude, pour some in your goblet. Well, you know, I have it. Oh, not, not. Well, just pour some. Oh, you know, I don't normally drink right. beer. We'll Live on Room 2008. Oh my god, it's gonna spear all. Of, it's gonna spear. <laughs> it's gonna spill all of his equipment. Oh no! You drop I see, it. I see, see spark. Go. <laughs> all right, let's see. Here goes. Oh my god, he's gonna sh- shoot a beer. Watch how it goes down his throat. Oh my god, he's sipping it like wine. Wait, and see. we're banned. Let me see if we can hear the sound. Hold on. <laughs> that's my boy. Great oh, eighth. Great that's eighth for, throat. That's uh. That's for the ASMR people. You're welcome. Love it. So, did you want to go into? Uh, you had something you want to go into about zombies, Peter? Oh yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> me and my modern brother, day zombies. Me and my brother uh, were talking about. Uh, he brought up the topic of. I think zombies could be real. And I'm like, what you talking about? And he was like, well, think about it. The singularity, which uh, the singularity is, we're, we're rapidly approaching it. It's where humans meld with technology, right? And the, uh, what do we call them? The powers that be, the TPTB, uh, the TPTB thinks that if you turn your brain into software, you can transfer it to, to other bodies, right? So that's kind of like the, the, the ultimate idea of singularity is to, to make the mind software so it can, it can be like in the cloud. It can transcend <laughs> having a, a body. Wait, what, is, what did the chat say? Must have been a crackhead. <laughs> Got a hold of the wrong stuff. So we're, not ta- uh, we're not talking about leprechauns. We're talking about zombies. <laughs> Y'all see the leprechaun say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, we only have a few choices. <laughs> uh, until we get the interface. We're, do, we're so, doing what we can. So uh, uh, this, is, this, this is a lot to unpack. but Well, let's unpack it. I've, I've, been, I've been like reanalyzing the Bible just from an objective perspective point of view like not really a religious one i'm you know just kind of kind of like reading it every now and then yeah and let's and let's 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 get this clear peter puts the anal in reanalyzing (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have my cursor Uh, oh that was a different feel nice uh so recently i uh i started like kind of looking at the bible more and just kind of thinking about it like thinking about the stories from more of a allegorical perspective and it kind of made me think about like the the Bible is more of like an ancient cryptic warning, an allegorical warning of humans not to uh, mess with the singularity, uh, which not to eat from the tree of knowledge. That that would be the end of mankind, right? So that's what I kind of think 
the Bible kind of is a warning about. Now, what makes that a little more creepy is uh, in Revelations where it talks about the dead returning. What's beginning to happen in technology is beginning to kind of parallel with that. For instance, I saw this on, uh, I've seen this on several uh, YouTube sources, uh, namely uh, uh, Shane Dawson had a very uh, fascinating uh, segment on one of his conspiracy episodes. They're really great. I, 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 think, uh, I think those shows are great. And he had one on there about they were testing this software that if you talk to it, you have to like read all these sentences uh, that they have pre-written for you. And you have to hit record and then read all the sentences like very clearly and pronounce everything correctly. And what it does, it analyzes your voice. And then anything you type, it will read it to you in your voice. And they tried it on there and it, and it, and it was kind of shockingly accurate, but not, not totally. You can still tell it was kind of fake. It just sounded like a, a robotic version of your own voice. But it was scary because it was kind of picking up on some of like your personal inflections you know what i mean like so, your laugh uh well it hasn't gotten to that yet but it's <laughs> it's all about like what it, what the ai it's an ai yeah and it takes everything that you said and processes it and then it can it can mimic you you know whatever you've typed so what's what's creepy about that is and i think there was an episode of black mirror about this uh or maybe several uh but what what can happen is let's say there eventually i think there will be a service where if a loved one dies everything that they did in their phone is is now part of a you know an algorithm or however they say it and what they can do is take that inf that data and then they could uh feed it to an ai and then Humanoid. you you download an app and then you can still text grandma and she'll respond via text the same way that grandma would respond. And that's not exactly the dead coming back, but it's kind of eerie to think about that we're, we're trying to do all the stuff, uh, you know, edging closer to the uh, edge, coming closer edge. To, <laughs> to the singularity. We, <laughs> sorry. You said edge come. That's a callback for the uh, people that don't understand comedy. <laughs> I do like so, that's like the AI, you know, uh, you had the movies about the AI robots and stuff, you know, so you put the vocals in for somebody that you missed, you buy the AI, the humanoid, yeah. you know, you even put their uh, deep fake type face on there, yeah, you know, and you have the person that you missed most talking and acting like you on and off when you want it. Yeah. Uh, that's creepy as hell. Some, some people might even uh, be so bold as to, as to actually believe that they're texting their loved one. You know what I mean? And uh, so uh, to touch uh, briefly again on the singularity, the problem with the singularity, depending on how humans really take the, how, how we really go about the transformation into melding with technology, it's going to be uh, uh, namely through uh, Neuralink, uh, which they're talking about like, you know, an implant in your head. Give it 10 years. And then also there's, there's, you know, stuff out there about nanomachines, na nanotechnology. So uh, they think that if, if, a, if nanomachines can enter the brain and replicate cells that act like brain cells, but are actually nanomachines and how it can expand consciousness like that. Well, if it's replacing all those cells, then eventually it won't be you. You understand? Like you will die. 
somewhere in there as this takes over your brain and and now you become a new a new type of being That's... but i wonder if like let's say the nano the nano machine thing was a thing and it was slowly taking over your brain what if it what if uh like your brain is like 50 percent or whatever and that's when like weird stuff happens and you begin to like your brain malfunctions and then you become a zombie dude that's exactly like the uh parasite fungi that yeah, take over is. the host yeah and you that's know, what uh, i that's what i kind of see technology as like we're able to talk through it and stuff and that's a miracle it's magic right but the the bad nature thing about, does it right i think technology is really kind of bad because if you think about it like this and i can't remember who talked about this maybe uh maybe somebody rogan or rogan himself but this always stuck with me a you computer go with that name again uh right i bleep that out uh so a computer used to be like as big as a house or a building right and then it slowly became a computer that was now just in your house right it's closer to you right and then it became a phone and now it's like orbiting around you we always have it on us oh i can't go anywhere without my phone and so the next place it can go is i guess up our ass or wherever they want to put Neuralink. <laughs> like it's going to penetrate us and that is creepy <laughs> and it'll be like <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at. Me pick my nose or or what's up Peter said. I don't you know. Penetrate your, nost- your nostril. I gotta stop. Uh that is uh that's crazy. And it's kinda like the uh like the parasite fungi that control the insects to yep. get them to do what they the parasite wants them to do. They'll grasshoppers, worms, they'll they'll climb up to the tallest part of the plant. So the birds come down and can see them. Even in snails, it'll make their eyes move to look like the the mimic worms. Yeah. So the birds will see them and come down and grab them, eat them, and then when they basically poop them out, other insects eat the poop and become uh, parasitic. I guess is that a word? Oh, I thought you so, said I thought you said the bird would eat eat the bug and then it would take over the bird. And now it has like you know. No, it doesn't affect the bird. Bat wing. And just starts hit. It's like, Grand, it's like Grand Theft Auto. He's just switching vehicles. As long as they're working for the right people, you know? Right. Some people think that's all the body is. It's just a vehicle. Well, I think most birds have cameras in them. So. What birds, are, birds are fake. Birds are all fake. They, uh, <laughs> they, they energize on power lines. That's what they do. What about Ooh. that parasite that, uh, that everybody apparently has and you get it from like smelling cat piss? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I don't have any cats, Peter. Why don't you tell I us mean, about Me neither. Well, when you lick cat piss, uh, you get this lemon lime type flavor. Not that I'm over here doing that, but no, I heard about this. So, <laughs> a friend smelled it one I'm time. Told you, me about it. If you type it in on Google, something's going to come up. I don't know what you type in. I'm not cat, typing it in. I'm not doing piss, it. Uh, I'm nope. telling you, there's like a parasite that only cat owners get. And it can affect your thinking and your judgment. I swear to God. Oh, it makes you go crazy. Yeah, well, it kind of yeah it makes you go crazy, but it makes you. Uh, it's creepy. It's like it makes you uh, subconsciously facilitate things for your cat in order to maintain you know the ecosystem for the for the parasite. Yeah, that's it's a, messed uh, up. Uh, that has to be the human part of it. Uh, I hadn't seen that. That'd be great to get some information on as far as cat piss goes. That's why I don't have cats. That's why I don't have cats. <laughs> you know, you snort and joke and shit. I, I I don't have cats for a reason. 
Yeah, a lot of people are allergic to cats. I just imagine a pile of cat shit and piss in the corner behind Peter over there. <laughs> they are linking cat people with this parasite. Uh, I believe it. No, I, I've heard about that. I wish we had more information on it. Yeah, that makes I, sense because the parasites, parasites I'm talking about, will literally eat the inside of the insect. the The parasite will come out the rear end and give out spores through the air, make the insect want to mate. So it like shakes and stuff to attract yeah. females, and all, and it makes the spores go out crazy to affect other insects. Oh my god! And then it won't mate, and then it climbs up to the highest leaf. Gets eaten by a bird, burp shits it out, bird shits it out, and then uh, and then other parasites eat the bird shit, and they get it. I mean, it's like wow. a complete cycle of zombieism. Don't birds have a cloaca? I don't know what that is, but it sounds perverted. I think it's a combination of like your pee hole and your asshole. You're right. I knew Liz. I knew it was perverted. <laughs> no, it's science. Uh, science. <clears throat> well, the birds aren't affected. The birds have bird flu, and that's all they care about. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're not real. There goes Peter's. One. There goes Peter's internet. Yeah. What? Is my internet messing up? I think the government's kicking in. They're like, don't talk about our birds. We spent a lot of money getting them to, you know, be in am the I background, not, am, take am pictures not, of everybody. Is this not working? Am, can you're, you're, not hear me? You're, you're better now. Yeah, it's working okay. now. Okay, thank God. Okay. So, uh, Peter, what about this? I just, um, what we were talking about earlier with Buried Alive on all those diagrams. Oh, my God. How long does that clap? This yeah, one is, too. One. This was pat- patented in uh, August 3rd, 2010. What is it? Uh, August 3rd, 2010. Uh, uh, Jeff Dannenberg for an apparatus and method for generating post-burial audio communications in a burial casket. Oh, wow. So you got a little hey iPad. Hey, guys. Hey, hello. Got a little iPad in there. <laughs> Touch. Well, hey, guys. Password. I'm FaceTiming from a casket. How y'all doing? Somebody and forgot to set the, uh, the four-digit passcode. You can't sign out. <laughs> In this instance, the casket has an audio message system containing audio and music files that are automatically played in accordance with the program schedule, thereby allowing the living to communicate with the deceased. The system allows for wireless updating of the recorded files, giving surviving family members the ability to update, revise, and to edit stored audio files in programming after burial. Wow. So and then they'll, and then they'll be the, like, but wait, there's more. You can text them all. Exactly. On December 29th, 2015, John Knight patented Your Music for Eternity Systems. What the F? This is all patented. The system compromises a solar-powered digital music player, which allows both the living as well as the dearly departed to be comforted by music or a recorded message. There's a speaker in the casket and a headset jack on the headstone. Oh my God, we're going to go back to, we're eventually going to go back to where people get buried with all this shit like the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Peter's gonna be like, "Hey, can you play like Mastodon and Gore, like twenty four <laughs> hours if I die?" <laughs> what band? What band would you want to play twenty four hours if uh, in if you pass in my grave? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, let's see. It's really hard. Really hard question. Damn. Wait. No, I have to pick. Can't like, even what, unplug after what, death. What are the stipulations? Good point. Like, what? What? Uh, is it just a band or all their albums or one album? Like, what? Are we it's like here? you go to die and your family's like, "Nope, we're gonna text you." We're gonna email you. We're gonna play music that we like. I'd fucking have like Taylor Swift playing in the background for twenty four hours. Let's yeah. just let, let's just say let's let's just say the library. What what band? 
Okay, the discography, if you will, of uh, the uh, hmm, hmm. I could have like Radiohead and maybe a little bit of Deftones, and that's about it. That's a really good question. Yeah, probably, you'd still have. I, yeah, if I pass, I still want to be featured on the podcast. Probably something pretty metal, you know, because it's death, right? Probably, uh, probably something the death. Probably, <laughs> probably the probably within the death metal genre, maybe Slayer. Yeah. Anthrax. Anthrax is good. I enjoy Anthrax. I know you'd have Dream Theater going on. Peter, please stop gripping the mic like that. Sorry, I was trying to get it. <laughs> Gets really excited when talking about it, music. Get it close to my mouth. What kind of symbols would you have going on in the out? In the, you know, maybe Zildjian. Oh yeah, the K Customs. Very nice. Very nice. They're they're a friend of mine. So my favorite. My favorite symbols are the edge cones. <laughs> From These England. I yes, see, I can see my YouTube channel. These are the new Edge. Uh, the Edge what. comes from England. Because <laughs> if, if you look at it, when you're playing symbols, it's like this. Yeah. It could yeah. be called like the Countess from Edgecombe. Uh, These are the new Edge Cub symbols. Just got to be in. Just play them and open your mouth. <laughs> it was so cool how they had their names like Countess and, and Earl of Mount Edgecombe. Like, <laughs> I want to be... <laughs> Lance of Memphis. Is that no, you, possible? No, you don't. You don't want to be that. Um, <laughs> Elvis was that. Lance of and then and then she was Emma, Countess of Mount Edgecombe, because she was Countess because of Earl. I mean, you know, like a widow, you know, or she do wasn't you know, a widow, but you know. Do you know any Earls? I used to know Earl. I think right, you're so about the episode. My name's Earl. Peter's yeah. a countess. <laughs> so many cool things back in the day. Why can't we have cool stuff now? Well, My, you, now you have to pay like twenty dollars to become a lord of something. Now we can't have shit. We could buy an acre somewhere for twenty dollars. <laughs> There's a sound clip. <laughs> Our kids are all fucked. <laughs> they won't have anything. They're gonna be zombies. <sighs> Oh, he brought Whoa. it back. Oh, yeah, we were talking about zombies. What else oh. we got? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, uh, the the singularity. Uh, you know that I think that's all possible. I mean, they're talking about it, and I I, I just don't think it's going to be you anymore. It's going to be a uh, a new being that thinks it's you. Is that a zombie? I thought Ooh. you were going to do a soundbite. I was waiting on Lance no. to do it. Oh. No, we're we're just watching you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, remind, remind, just a reminder: this is going to be on Spotify. So, oh great, the video. I love your connection though with all the AI stuff that's going on and being zombies and how that's like biblical, like from the dead, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be risen from right. the dead. And, like, and think about this: like that's pretty the, cool because I can see that being a very profitable business for somebody who does it right. Right. And, like the, and think about, yeah. you know, God didn't want them to eat from the tree of wisdom. They did it anyway. And now, so I think, I think it's That's like right. a warning that humans aren't supposed to know all of God's secrets or the creator, whatever you want to call, you know, God or whatever. But uh, I think, I mean, just look at the Apple logo. I know people always bring that up. The Apple logo is, it's shaped, uh, I mean, it's, it's an apple with a bite taken out of it. It's, it's. You can't get any more on the nose than that. But mm-hmm. also, uh, I I kind of uh, I kind of connect. I'm a big Stanley Kubrick fan, of course, 
and uh, if you go back and watch 2001 Space Odyssey, which is, oh man, it's so good. But like, go back and watch it. There's a thing in there called the monolith. And it, uh, so the way the movie plays out, it shows primitive man before they discover technology. And they're like, you know, kind of monkey-like. Uh, and they encounter this flat, and it's like, it's here like we go super, flat earth here we go it's it's no. super tall it's like a it's like a big it's like a big ice wall like, like georgia godstones a big black slab it looks like a big iphone it looks yeah. like a big iphone and they couldn't they couldn't understand it and then the movie skips ahead to the far future and uh astronauts find it uh a similar monolith on the moon and they don't understand it either so it shows primitive man all the way up to techno technology uh technologically advanced man and they still don't know what it is. And uh, it's it's creepy to compare it to an iPhone because, I mean, obviously when the iPhone came out, it changed our lives forever. We have, you know, all, all this supercomputing in our pocket and we're connected to each other on, you know, connected to each other like a hive mind. But I don't think it's a good thing because I don't think the human brain has the capacity to keep up with everyone's lives like this. Mm -hmm. And all this 24, I bumped my mic, and all this 24 uh, hour news cycle stuff, it's not natural for the brain. And I think that's what, you know, the Bible uh, is, is kind of a warning of. It kind of, it kind of shows how civilization plays out each time. You know what I mean? So yep. I, I, think, uh, I, I think the singularity is ultimately a bad thing. And the phones kind of represent, uh, or, or the monolith in that movie uh, is, is comparable to the phones for me because we don't yet know what these phones are doing to our brains. It can't be right. It's eroding our attention span. It's uh, it's making us lazy. It, but most most dangerously, it's robbing us of our precious time, which is the real currency. I've said too much. Shut it down. <laughs> and we're banned. There it is. See, zombies aren't worried about time. Yeah. So anyway, back to buried alive. Uh... <laughs> you just went into a whole new podcast. But a also a male's whole new podcast. Also, for me, though, a zombie is somebody that you could also call them an NPC. They just buy anything that they are told, and then they, that's how they live their life. Yeah, teenage you know? girl. It's, uh, it's like uh, you're, a, you're a consumer. Uh, you're a, uh, a dried-out husk of a person that is just uh, You're just trying... here. Yeah, you're just here. What are you doing? You're, are you living your life, or are you just uh, living the grind? Yep, and uh, that—that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Would you say the uh, mRNA vaccine would be some sort of uh, could be in the future? And we're banned. There it is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Had that ready. Well, uh, regarding all that stuff, it—it's it, looking like as a society we're wanting to do just like you have to go get a shot every year, and so many people that I know that got the stuff and then they got sick anyway they're like i'm not getting anything else and so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when nobody is going to do something that uh the the tptb deems an emergency scenario you must listen to us you must be afraid all the time and uh we we, we ain't got time for that oh <laughs> We yeah, can, was, uh, sorry, go ahead. Now, I was going to say, I, I was looking at something about that, and they were saying how now they're 
they're doing the uh, mRNA to do like flu, the vaccine. They're trying to do all the basically all the vaccines into kind of a couple shots, you know. And and, I, and in the future, you never know how that you know could be a uh, influential thing to the human brain, and if you believe in all that stuff, how it works. And so that's you know that's another topic, I guess. But that yeah, could be zombie like. Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, we can we can switch from. Uh, I mean, it's comparable vaccine. It's all big pharma, but vaccine to uh, just uh, pharmaceutical drugs uh, and all that stuff. So, if you read the book by Aldous Huxley, uh, who uh, look into him, please, whoever's watching, please look at Aldous Huxley. But he wrote a classic book called Brave New World. And uh, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm getting confused with another book. Scratch oh, that. Scratch it. Fill it. Philip K. Dick. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Don't get that confused. <laughs> Philip K. Dick wrote, "Do androids dream of electric sheep?" Which later became the movie series Blade Runner. This is. <laughs> Are we on zombies? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is zombies. I'm t- I'm tying it in. Don't worry. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. Dude, uh... <laughs> listen to the name, Philip Dick. Philip Philip Dick. Philip K. Dick. <laughs> Philip K. Yeah. Philip yeah. Dick. Philip so, K. Dick. <laughs> so in the I begin- trust him. In the beginning of that book, <laughs> they're trying to figure out how to like go about their day. Do I want to focus today? Do I want to have energy today? Or do I want to rest today? You know, all this stuff. Uh, and they're like trying to figure out all, you know, which pills they want to take. Like everything's about pills in the opening of that book. And uh, it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a grim look. In Digital the zombies, but it is becoming like that because so many people are struggling with pharmaceutical drugs, and uh, the answer to everything is more pharma, more pharma, more pharma. Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Uh, the the Grammys tonight are brought to you by Pfizer or what, whatever. Uh, what was what to make gold, it work? People don't think gold. for themselves; they just know, like. They just know if you need this, you go here. If you need that, you go there. If you need mm-hmm. this, you go there. And then you go out and drink your beer and and have a fun time on the boat. You ever watch Sonic the Hedgehog? Where, uh, oh my God, where uh, Eggman's like robot get drunk on the boat? You know, like kind of like that's what people. That's yeah. That that's the society where that's the mm-hmm. only thing that people do for themselves. They go out and get a boat for the weekend and go out and get drunk. Then Monday it's do this, do that. Yeah. You get look- sick. You take this, you get a vaccine. You take that. You do this, you do that. And eventually you're a zombie. Right. In today's world, you don't think for yourself, you're controlled by every other influence and you, you think you you're controlling yourself, but really you're just designed to do one thing and that's work. And, uh, and take it's your like, meds. It's like that SpongeBob meme. I always send. He's he's in his car, he's at work, he's at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. I wish you could is, show that meme. That is my life. I'll try and find it. I'll play it. Right. Let me see if I can it's find it. Yeah, yeah. Pull, pull that up. Pull, pull that up, Jamie. Th- this is my life. <laughs> pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's funny and sad at the same time. But, yeah, that's where we're headed. It's how can we simplify our life and make us where we don't have to think. Yeah. And some of it's cool because, you know, your battery dies in your car. You don't have to think about what to do. You just want to get the shit done. But another part of it is the freedom of being able to choose what you do. And eventually you won't have a choice. Yeah. You have and, one option. And, it's, and what society is yeah. trading in for freedom 
is uh, is uh, safety. That's that's what the technocracy, the future technocracy wants. We want safety over freedom. And uh, the the best way to do that, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> look at that meme. Oh my god! It's not even. It's not even like a SpongeBob or, or Patrick. It's just a random. But uh, you know what? I think I people. It. I think people are waking up to the to the fact that the grind is bullshit. Like yeah. I really do. I mean, that's why so many people are having problems with finding reliable employment because, like, the the economy is 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 so out of whack now that people aren't going to put up with the standard uh, BS that comes with a job because they feel like they're not getting paid enough. It's not worth their time. Right. So they're just going to quit. And then, uh, you know, small businesses are left to suffer because they have to, they have to make a quota, you know, they have to, they have to make a profit. Well, that goes back to, you know, give people a reason to work and that's inflation. They can't afford to not work. Right. Give, um, uh, yeah. make, make it to where there's a domino effect happening to the economy so that when a cataclysm does happen, somebody has the answer. We'll fix everything. We'll restructure everything. We'll reset Uh-oh. everything. Oh, so that's zombies for you. Yep. Tap, taphophobia, the fear of going <laughs> to work for nothing. Um, <laughs> is that what that is? No, man. Um, oh, that it's was the fear. Like- Sometimes I feel yeah, our, like our, our our original topic, <clears throat> right? As as we ventured off into big pharma and the system, uh, but we did we did draw draw comparisons to the zombies. Yeah, we really what is we really didn't, but um, in the modern era, <laughs> that's true. It really is. Which brings me to my question, our our closing question: What is the scariest, in your opinion, type of zombie? The you awake from the dead. It's a vaccine gone wrong or the digital zombie where you're just hooked on your phone and just, you know, let me, let me speak real quick. My thought digital zombie, because you will feel forced to join Mm -hmm. because everybody will be pulling you in. They'll say it's going to cure death. You'll be forced to follow the crowd. And as much as you want to push away, it can't happen. Yep. Right, or that you'll scares be me. Ostracized, but what about I'm you, what about you rabbit hole? I, I'm not going to get Neuralink. Uh, but the scariest zombie to me, I would. I'd be the leader of that zombie group. I get Neuralink. Stick it in. <laughs> think about think about all the research we could do while live on the podcast versus having to do it before. Oh yeah, I could just be like, okay, I'm doing a podcast. Bleep blorp, and then but then everybody listening would be it too, and be like, "No, you're wrong because of this link." You know, you're wrong because of that link, and then yeah, you wouldn't just, ha- you wouldn't have podcast of information. It'd just be just, a whole bunch of it'd be like three drunk guys just <laughs> sitting around talking <laughs> about shit and letting the commenters tell us how to run the show, which is great, which I'd prefer. I know makes it easy on us. Yeah, I like running like a duck. Running zombies are scary. Uh but that's why there's two categories. There's the running zombies and then there's the slow zombies. Um, I think, yeah, the, the running ones are, are very scary and, uh, as portrayed. And as we mentioned, 28 days later and another great one, they actually remade Dawn of the dead in like 2003 or something. And Oh man, everybody should go watch that because I mean, the, the whole movie is really good. And I, ironically enough, it was written by Zack Snyder. He's, he's kind of trash, but this movie was actually good. And it was the same story of them being trapped in a mall. And those zombies ran. 
And the whole opening of the movie is so terrifying. It's just happening so fast. You're like, what's going on here? And it's over the top violent. It's it's a fun time. It's a fun Halloween time. Not to quack like a duck. But if I had to pick one of the zombies that we were talking about, digital all the way, because a digital zombie can be remotely controlled by uh, you know nefarious forces that are controlling the technology. Exactly, they can be hacked. It right. can be hidden as something worth getting, and then bam, like a like a software update in a mm. phone. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these software updates, your phone goes dead. Well, you start doing Neuralink, you know, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, Neuralink's the big thing, and you do a software update, and there's a glitch, or they do it to get you new. What are you going to do when it's your fucking brain mm-hmm. that they're updating? Right. And you don't have the updated software, and they're trying to sell you on new software and make Just- you go quack. And Lance is the perfect example, as he still has <laughs> Pro Tools 7. <laughs> hey, I'm working on it. I can't get you know whatever. Lance, you're getting some uh, you're getting some approval in the chat. Good point, L Bond. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be here all night. So, well, uh, on that note, I think that wraps up our first Halloween episode. Um, did uh, buried alive and then zombies and went into some big pharma and everything else, which is a different episode, which we will cover eventually. So right. but it, all, it all relates back, you know, from actual zombies, the living dead to uh, living zombies where you're just walking around glued to your phone and, you know. Right. And then of course, like if a zombie, well, basically what we've done is zombies plausible. Very Lance. plausible. Yeah. Oh, and you, you sent some clips to the group about the uh, Chinese zombies. Which oh yeah, we, we probably. I, 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 looked to- in, I totally forgot that. about that. Yeah. Well, uh, just briefly, I did look into it, and the the video is scary. But uh, I, I've some people are saying that it's you a can video. see a, a boom mic in there. Uh, so I got to take a, a close look at. It, but it's kind of hard to find the video. I think I, it's. I think I it's all. Pro- it's yeah. It's all propaganda. The fact that it's China, though, it's believable. Just I, I, I specifically remember being in the gym. In February, January and February of 2020, mm-hmm. seeing videos of Chinese people falling out in the streets, mm-hmm. dying, body bags piled up. And I was like, holy shit. And then come to, you know, because of COVID and, right. you know, propaganda. Yeah, exactly. So not yeah. to get on, not to get on that, but, uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah. We're going to pass on that video until we have a credible source. But, uh, yeah. Till next time. I'm excited about our next episode. I won't go over the topics right now because we're still in the works, but uh, yep. so, October is going to be our, uh, October themed episode. So it's probably going to be our, our funnest month, you know, decorations. Um, I got a couple of masks I'm going to going to wear on the show later in the month. So, and we also goblets. Oh yeah. I got a Once couple of things I'm going to put in the background too. Oh, the beers so anybody that's listening in, try to view on Twitch. Yep. At twitch t- twitch.tv slash room 2008 ENT. If you're, Came across this podcast. Um, also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Room Two Thousand Eight ENT. Nice, Peter. Final thoughts. Yep. Uh, Buried alive is uh, as, it's very scary. I the remote viewer sent us this topic. I never even thought about sending the, or even talking about this topic, and coming across some of this stuff, it's insanely scary. And I didn't know that it, it went back so far and so deep. No pun intended. Kind of like Mills Hole. There we go. That was good. Got him.
That's it. That was good. <laughs> I'm going to learn one day how to reply to these comments. That's great. Peter, what's your final thoughts? <laughs> My final thoughts on Buried Alive and Zombies? Yep. Buried Alive, don't want to do it. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm still a little claustrophobic, but not as much as I used to be. But I uh, didn't, I wasn't aware of all the history behind it and the Saved by the Bell uh, comparison, uh, or the, uh, that's such an interesting thing to call it show now. But, uh, right. And then, of course, Zombies, uh, I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead, but everything that George Romero did, love all that. Uh, zombies are like a staple of, of, of movies and video yeah. games for me. Uh, they've always creeped me out. Uh, but what creeps me out more is the actual plausible zombie. And mm-hmm. maybe they walk among us already. Yep. So did you know, uh, before we go off, it's, there's another phrase. I'm gonna, this is trivia, closing trivia. Now, it's not only saved by the bell, but there's another phrase that supposedly came from that. Can you think of it? When the bell tolls, maybe, but that's for not whom? the one I'm, for whom not, the bell tolls. That's not what I'm thinking of, but maybe. Isn't that the one, Peter? Yeah, that's the one. I mean, you were wearing the Metallica shirt at our show, so it was a kiss shirt. It was a kiss cool. shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> even even I even I saw that. Come on, I wasn't even there. I wasn't paying attention to Peter. <laughs> Uh, I'd say something to do with scratch marks or, uh, let me, let me, let me give you a hint. Let me, let me give you a hint. If actually I'll just say it, it's a dead ringer, a dead oh. ringer. Wow. Ding, Another ding. nugget right at the, right at the end of the show. At the nice. end of the show that, and that's, that's how we close this shit out at room 2008. You know, we, we educate <laughs> inseminate and assimilate and elaborate <laughs> and, ele- and elaborate. <laughs> And ejaculate. <laughs> and with Moth, uh, and I don't with know Mothman's what intentions laugh. he has with that uh, gauntlet that he has. I guess you can't see our lower half, so you don't know what's going on. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> what's that dude that got caught? Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Horn- Tubin. Shout out to Jeffrey Tubin. He still somehow works to see it in. Hey, somebody said this is a good point, and we'll kind of end on My mom says we have to cremate because she's claustrophobic. If you think about that, like some people have a phobia to where they're like, I don't want to be buried a lot. I don't want to be buried dead because I'm claustrophobic. Well, that's uh, an even smaller container. Yeah. <laughs> Not if they're spread <laughs> over the ocean. What? Yeah, what? What? It's a spread eagle. I want to be spread. Like I want to go up in the atmosphere <laughs> and zero gravity. And that's where I want to be spread. That's the, that's in my wheel. So my family's <laughs> fucked. I mean, they're going to go bankrupt trying to fulfill my wishes. You made so many innuendos in that one sentence. <laughs> you want to be spread or your family's fucked. <laughs> that is for your interpretation. So on that note, uh, well, thanks everybody for joining in. Enjoy yep. the evening and we will see y'all soon with some other cool topics. Yep. Thank you for everybody in the chat. I'm signing off. This is uh decapitated Drew Nell. Uh rabbit hole, you want to sign off? Uh bye everyone. <laughs> Thanks. El for Diablo signing off. <laughs> oh.